somebody told me there would be trouble at home. Because we never talk a lot when we spend time alone. So how are we supposed to know? Know when something is wrong? Well, we've got to communicate. It keeps a happy home. And no one does it like me. And no one but you has that kind of whip appeal on me. Keep on whipping on me. Work it on me. Whip all your sweet loving on me. Continue podcast. Episode 71. <laughs> I want... This is an audio medium, everybody. Susan Arndt... Susan Arndt was literally rendered mute. She got the vapors. I did. Got, <laughs> I need my that was, couch. That was, that was a baby face's 1981, uh, 1989 slow jam whip appeal, which I have not Jesus. thought of in a very long time. And nor have, have you guys ever seen the video for whip appeal? This was an no. early Yo! MTV rap standard. <laughs> It is like, it's like a, like, it's, the video is like seven minutes long. There's a narrative. There's like a Copacabana type stage situation. And there's like backup singers fawning all over Babyface. It's a whole thing. And I just like, you know, it's a video from the late 80s. You're just like, ah, oh, man, this is crazy cool dresses. You don't pay attention to the lyrics. That's the way it opens. <laughs> just whipping on me. Mm. It's strange. Mm. Strange. Different. It's a different time. This isn't. This isn't about whipping on you, everybody. This is about bringing you the dulcet, sweet musings of uh, us about video games and other things that we enjoy. My name is Anthony John Agnello, and I don't apologize for anything that just happened. We also have uh, my wonderful co-hosts, uh, Susan Arndt. I'm currently under a tornado warning, by the way. So if I disappear suddenly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I may be several counties over, so... I was going to say, I, I hope that, that like... <laughs> I just saw this vision of, like, the roof coming right? off. Right, exactly. Like, for some exactly. reason, you still have internet. Yeah. But, like... <laughs> I will do my best to film it, is, is, is uh, my promise to you. But, uh, you know, we'll see. Did, uh, did, before you saw the warning, did a crone attempt to steal your dog? That's no. Because nobody wants my dogs. No. Because when anyone approaches the house, Bridget, my middle dog, uh, who we make up a song about, about how she is very short and full of love and she will rip your throat out. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. She just she just loses her mind and everybody goes, "Ooh, I don't need to come in there. I don't. <laughs> it's taken care of. It's sorted. Uh, we also have none other than Staff Roberts, Dave Roberts. Okay, so I have to tell... Okay, so oh, I'm I'm selling my analog Super NT because I have the Mister, and if I want to play mm. my carts, I got an original Super Nintendo for cheap. It's hooked up to my CRT TV. Got the, the Mister box for, for the ROMs. Like, I don't need this. Okay. I'm sell it. I bought it for $200 off of their website. An hour and a half left on this, um... Auction and it's up to four hundred and forty-five dollars. Oh my Ooh. god! I I have been losing my mind how high this has gone. Apparently, they're sold out right now on mm. Analog's website, but they have said 
They're making more. Yeah, you, sa- you settled this for me, like dude. You and yep. Anthony are oh. assholes <laughs> who will pay an impatience tax. Ooh, oh, I don't, I have, I don't have the money for an impatience tax. I yeah, I I can't. I'm trying to think. The last time I paid an impatience tax on something, it has been a long time. Um, well, you have children now. Well, you have a yeah, child. And, I, and I have a child. Children. I'm trying to think of like. Uh, okay, here it is. Uh, I can point. The last time I paid an impatience tax mm-hmm. was in 2015. I had prepaid and pre-ordered uh, Metal Gear Solid Five. So that I could have a ridiculous uh, robot hand, and then oh, found out. Yeah. Yep, a ridiculous robot hand. I found out that a store uh, in New York City, uh, not too far away from where I lived, was selling it a full month early. Oh wow! Yeah, uh, they they had copies in early. Uh, I guess it was early August of 2015, and uh, like just retail it was just 60 bucks. And I was like, yeah, I'll do it. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm, yum. Uh, and thank God, because that game takes a billion years. So I got, I got that extra, I got that extra month in. Well, wait a minute. What did you do with the one that you ordered? Uh, I sold the shit out of that. Okay. I, I, yeah, I took, you know, all the cool stuff that was in the limited edition. Mm-hmm. Um, which was like, because the limited edition was the one that like came with a DVD of like, here's like the the ending that we were gonna make for this game, oh, and right, then we yeah. scrapped it and all that shit. And then I just took the one that I had purchased before, put it on eBay, and got like I think I got like sixty five dollars for it. Oh, okay. Which you know it was open, it was a wash. I yeah. loved it. Yeah. I loved everything that happened. Okay. That's yeah. I I think that's it for like. True. That's not a real impatience tax, though. That's yeah, like an that's, expensive rental. That's an expensive <laughs> rental, yeah. Right? Which I would... I, I definitely roll deep on an expensive rental. Like, yeah. go to... Go to, go to you buy the game for 60 and then sell it a week later for 40 and you're like, well, I just spent $20 to rent this video game. Pretty much. I've definitely done that. Yeah. I've definitely... <laughs> I've definitely done that. I've done the $20 rental. Uh... Yeah, everybody, we are here to play about video games. I know it's been a little bit since our last episode, wherein we toasted the soul of Raul Julia. And this is a... We're back to our usual format, but... (laughs) Which is yelling at each other about video Which is yelling at each other. Which is is like tales about spiders and sexually explicit R&B songs. Uh, (laughs) I like to think that, like, Apple Podcasts sees the explicit tag, and they're like, should we mark this one? I don't know, it just seems... Right on the edge. <laughs> Just right on the edge. Uh, I, but lo, lo, listener Joe Clark uh, uh, approached me on Twitter and, with an experimental thought. And uh, he elaborated on this. He wanted to create something for the show called the Continue Compendium. Ooh. And, and he was talking about how uh, our show tends to embody our, our our thoughts about video games that are our, our, that our approach to giving a, a game a seal of approval isn't uh, about like your your typical sort of uh, video game outlet this is good because of graphics and mm-hmm. reasons or even fun factor right that, or, or like the the really like hard uh, you know the stuff that I, I love of like let's do the deep critical dive let's mm-hmm. do like a proper like academic read about this 
It's it's uh, almost like uh, here is our personalities, here's who we are, and here is how that's reflected in our game recommendations. Hmm. And he was he was talking about how you can sort of listen to our archive and realize that not only do we recommend our own things, but our responses to each other re- represent our own takes on these things, even though we're not the ones presenting them. Mm-hmm. I was fascinated by this. And so Joe put it to us that we could sort of codify the experiment, and we each pick four games, and we can just give them like a simple thumbs up or thumbs down, but we in turn look at our four picks and then Mm -hmm. give our opinions back. Mm -hmm. So we thought, why not actually do this in an episode? Because I I was so pleased that one of our listeners reached out about something like this, but also uh, I'm, I'm tickled by the thought experiment. So, we, we talked about it, we're all going to do it, and I'm going to throw it out there. Uh, Alright, number one, Einhinder. Einhinder for the PlayStation 1. Shooter, big thumbs up. This game is goddamn awesome. It was made fast and dirty in, uh, internally at Squaresoft, 1998. The game is great. It's about people living on the moon, and they're like, fuck everybody on Earth. They got all the good stuff. Let's shoot our spaceships at each other. Thumbs up. What do you guys think of Einhinder? I think I think if we talk about things that not, one of us haven't played, we'll just be like, yeah, it sounds interesting, but whatever. For me, here, what I love about it is it's, a, it's, it's such a perfect snapshot of a moment in time. Yes. Because no one is going to call that game Einhander now. <laughs> no. That's not going to happen. No. Nope. I love nope. that. And, it, and it's, it's that there, there was a very specific moment in, in gaming time when you got like Einhander and, and Urgeis and elementic, elemental gimmick gear. Elemental and gear bolt. Holy like, shit. like stupid, like just oh, these names that, yeah. Oh, there we go. Uh, so oh yeah, god. so that's oh no, she's in tornado zone right now, so she yeah. might be snapping. Oh my god! Out. Oh, Su- hello, S- Susan, did you return? Oh, did- you-, you cut in and out a little bit. Did I? Bill, I'm mark sorry. it at 26 minutes. You're you're back. You're back. Okay, where we did you lose you- me? I think invoking elemental gear bolt. Made- it's elemental gimmick gear. Elemental gimmick. Two different games. Oh elemental my god! Gear- really? <laughs> elemental <laughs> gear bolt <laughs> is the- is the light gun game. For PlayStation One, Elemental Gimmick Gear is a Dreamcast. Is a Dreamcast RPG. Yeah. yeah. Same, same spirit, same soul. <laughs> yes. Dave, how do you feel? How do you feel about Einhinder? I think it's uh, beautiful to to like look at. It just it's got hella style. But man, I like get halfway through the first stage and I'm like, man, I need a manual or something because there's a lot the deck, going yeah. on. It's a sh- it's dude, it's a shmup. You either are, you know, you start yeah, playing right. them when you're three years old in a dojo, yep. you know, you eat only, <laughs> only yep. white rice and, and the, the morning dew that you can get from a bamboo plant. Like that's do it. My, you and have my daily have extreme, daily extreme dodon pachi practice. And, <laughs> Now, now, come on. Dodon Patchy is bullet hell. It's not a schmuck, okay, man. Okay, stop it. Gotta, it's this, it's, the, it's, the, uh, I, I've gone variations too far. on a you're, theme. You're just, yeah. yeah I've don't. gone too, I've gone too far. Yeah. Number two. Yep. Shadow Hearts Covenant. I love that this is, game. It is just perfect. It is, it is, it, I, why don't we have that game on everything forever? 
Uh, it is a PlayStation 2 role-playing game wherein you play a young woman who is a uh, sort of brass in the German army who is sent to, like, a, a church to because there's a demon there. And then she falls in love with the demon, and they find a man who makes dolls, and you have to find uh, early gay porn to yeah, give true. him... Yeah, yeah. So that he can make dresses for his dolls that attack monsters, and then you go to Russia, and and uh, Rasputin's there, and <laughs> Rasputin opens the door to hell, and it's just just lovely. <laughs> Dave Roberts, have you played Shadow Hearts Covenant? Oh, uh, briefly, but man, like it, it's one of those that I wish that like I clicked with it more because the combat's oh. like real weird, but like conceptually. I was all about it. Like I love, I love the Japanese take on like alternate American history, oh, just alternate time. history in general. Like uh, Ring of Red um, was like a fascinating mech combat game. Mm-hmm. You know, what if World War Two had giant mechs? <laughs> and then that like that's the game. Like uh, yeah, that it's one that I've always wanted to go back and play. For sure. Susan, did you play the third and final Shadow Hearts to the New World? I did not. I did not. It's it's not that good. Uh, Covenant is definitely the pinnacle of that franchise. Like it it it's it is the the perfect culmination of everything that that franchise tries to do. And the combat, which we we sort of referenced in passing, is wonderful. It's a it's a you have a wheel. It's called mm-hmm. the Judgment Wheel, and you, it, you know, a little, a little, uh, uh, like a second hand on the clock goes around it at varying speeds depending on you know the situation and who you are and blah 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 blah. And you and to do to hit the thing you're aiming at, you gotta stop it in the correct zone. And sometimes the zone is nice, nice big fat, and sometimes it's really skinny, and it becomes this really tense. It makes combat really really tense, which is honestly difficult to do in a JRPG like, yeah. unless you know you're getting your ass kicked and then it's like oh I might die but this really gave an immediacy to the combat that I love but yeah that game weird I find out I found out that part of the reason that it has never been re-released is that it is very tricky to re-release that game uh, even a slight delay between your button mm. presses and seeing a response on a TV oh yeah m- yep. renders the battle system Unusable. Have you yep, have you yep. tried to get two hundred lightning strikes in Final Fantasy X <laughs> on a CRT well, or on a, a HDTV? That was unusable at the time. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I did it on a Vita. Because oh, uh, no shit, did you? Yeah, I did it on a Vita. I that was, true what? ending to ten two. No, that was ten. Oh, that's that, 10. Like, you get Lulu's ultimate weapon by dodging two hundred lightning strikes. Uh, my son was in the NICU, and I had time. <laughs> So. That's, a, that's a good reason. That's a good reason. Um, third, uh, a, a new choice, which I know we talked about on the show, Astral Chain. Astral Chain's a real good game. Oh, not a fan, Susan. Not into it. Did no, you try it? I, I, I didn't because I don't care. It felt, <laughs> it, felt, it felt like a Mad Libs of game elements. It is a Mad me. Libs of game elements. Yeah, and, it, and like, I'm just like, it, it doesn't have a point of view to me. It, it takes, oh, that game is, you know when you run into a high concept game 
where like somebody was like, we have money, now we can make whatever we want. Mm, mm -hmm. Like they don't have to worry about a proper elevator pitch. There is no way to preview or show a trailer of what Astral Chain is and have it make any goddamn sense. Mm -hmm. And you also need to play it for... Dave, you finished it, right? I got about two-thirds of the way through... Uh, I keep meaning to go back, but I need to, like, I don't have a memory card for my Switch Lite, so that game oh, is big. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, uh, that is big. So I need to clear some space off to play that. But yeah, no, it's, it's it's like, what if we just made Evangelion again, yeah. but, like, we got the guy who did Video Girl Eye to do the, all the art? Like, it's a cool-looking game, and mechanically it's cool, but yeah, it just has a, a like, it feels very slight. It is, it, it, it reveals itself to be very meaty when you get to that final third, which is the weirdest thing about it. Like, you, you get, like, ten hours into a game, and then all of a sudden it transforms, which usually I hate. I don't... I don't... Don't hide that shit. Um, all right. Here it is. Uh, I, those who heard the backer section that opened the show, I promised that I would say something oh, that made Susan God. yell at me. It was a Prairie Home and, Companion video game? Uh, yeah, I'm, it, I, I'm about to raise more questions than I answer. That's, that's what's about <laughs> to happen. I am not saying it's a bad game. I am prefacing everything I'm going to say here. I do not think it's a bad game. I think it's a brilliant game. But seven years removed, I don't think I like The Last of Us. I don't think I like The Last of Us anymore. What? Yeah. What? And I'm with what? you. Okay. <laughs> Susan's genuinely pissed. I'm not. I'm just, okay. No, she's no. mystified. Susan is mystified. I'm mystified. I'm, right. If and this so is going to be here, some here, kind here. of... Mm. <laughs> Here's... There are a few things you can say right now that I'll be like, yep, that's fair. I know. And if it's outside of that... I'm I'm done. <laughs> this is so. Guys, go ahead. Here it is. <laughs> okay. I don't. I don't think I like The Last of Us anymore. Because. And like there are all like the sub reasons. Like there are chunks of that story that I think are so superfluous that I think it would make for a richer narrative and a richer game experience if they just weren't there. But that's not mm. the real reason. Mm. Full spoilers. There. That's this game is almost a decade old. Yeah, no, get yeah, come on. Full spoilers. Yeah. I do I the ending of that game ruins it for me. Oh not, fuck. No, wait, wait, let me get it out. Let me get it out. Because it's right. not I think the interaction between Joel and Ellie is spectacular. Okay. And in fact, like the final scene, I love that. Okay. I played this game and like I didn't cheese my way through Last of Us. Like, mm -hmm. I just played it on normal, and that's a tough game. It is. It's very it hard. It's very hard. It requires an enormous amount of concentration planning if you're playing it regular. And I very intensely played it as a stealth game because I found the violence so upsetting. Oh, interesting. Okay. It, it really bothered me. And so I tried to play it like somebody who is a survivor in that every single conflict is wasted effort. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you, when you play a pure stealth run, the ending when you're in the hospital that Firefly controls yeah. is a nightmare to get through. I got through 
those last three floors without killing a single Firefly soldier. Wow. Entered the operating room and was like, I'm here. And the game just stops dead. You cannot do anything unless you do something to the doctor. Okay. And I then, I was like, okay. So I did the restrain move Mm -hmm. on the doctor, smash cut to Joel slitting that doctor's throat. Oh. You cannot spare those people's lives. Okay. And I... The the experience of that in the ending of Last of Us recontextualizes every other moment you've personally had throughout that story. It is a recontextualization of an overall hopeful story into pure nihilism. And I don't like that. I like Joel's motivations in wanting to protect Ellie. I like that character. I don't like that the game has done all of this effort to make you feel agency inside of this character's choices and then strips it away at the most crucial moment. Well, and that's, and that's, I can't say no, it's a bad fair. game. No, 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 no. That's, that is completely fair. But going with, you know, it recontextualizes. No, dude, it's just bad game design. Like, get over yourself. Put your degree back in your pocket. It's okay. <laughs> but no, the bad, the bad game design changes everything you previously experienced. It doesn't experienced. change anything. It just, it's part of the story, it's, right? It's not. It's but it's not. But because no, it's not because they, for whatever reason, decided that you had to make this choice. They removed yeah. your agency, and that's bullshit. Like that is bad game design. But it's not because well we wanted to recontextualize mm. the blah blah blah. Oh no, 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 I'm not. I'm not saying that that's the intent. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that that's the intent. I'm saying that for me personally. Oh, I stripping stripping that away makes me rethink everything that happened before. Oh, we'll get over it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Stop it. I, no. That's, you should they're, be they're, you should be pissed that you did not get to finish the game the way you want to. Like you get to do right. the rest of the game and 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 be stealthy and avoid these conflicts and you in the in the in the climax you don't get to do that. Be angry about that. That's fair. Yeah. It's it, it's a bummer, and it's the only Naughty Dog game where I've ever felt that disconnect. Mm. Like, Uncharted 4 especially, which I think is the pinnacle of that series. I think Uncharted 4 is, like, the crowning achievement of everything that Naughty Dog has made. Yeah, yeah. those box puzzles are really good. I'm sorry. I, those fucking tight <laughs> box puzzles, man. The whole bullshit flashback brother part was amazing. <laughs> it's so good. So bad. So I love good. his accent. But, oh. like... You know, that game, that, I never I never feel thrown out of it. I never feel like it kicks me in the junk. Uh, I just... Oh, see, because yeah. I do. That's interesting. That's yeah. really interesting. Why? Yeah. Well, because first of all, because the whole brother thing is just a complete retcon, for starters. <laughs> he's poochy. Like, he's poochy. He's, he's Cousin Oliver, thrown in for some reason... Go ahead and, and go look up Cousin Google Oliver. Google it, everybody. I'll wait. <laughs> Google Cousin it'll, Oliver and then Google Turtles in Time and then yeah, put them together. <laughs> so, uh, it's, it's, it, so, so the, the flashback series of, of, of scenes, first of all, the stealth sucked. It was terrible. It was awful. It was game stopping. Oh, and yeah. The, was, I, I was, never, I never try to play stealth in Uncharted. Get, full disclosure. 
I always play Uncharted on easy. Right, every right. single and, one. But there of them. are some yeah. sequences where you have to do stealth. That's you true. You don't have a choice. And the thing is, for for me, although I eventually took, took like I'm like, all right, I'll hand wave it. I'll give you this one. Part of the reason Nate has this whole fantasy about being related to Sir Francis Drake and why he has the relationship with Sully that he has is because he doesn't have any goddamn family. Yeah. Mm. That's Mm. really important to his character. And like, oh, well, he had a brother all the time. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Susan, give me those picks. I feel like, I feel, I feel like, I feel like you could, like, I was expecting like rage and I could see it approaching, but I I feel like, I feel like, I feel like my reason actually won you over a little. Well, we haven't, but hold on, we didn't get to Dave. What's what Dave thinks about The Last of Us? Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just over post-apocalyptic stories. I mean, like, I, I, I feel like I liked it when it came out, but now like seven years removed like what? What is it they say? Like every seven years, your taste buds change because yep. like the cell structure, like oh, you're yeah. literally a different person. Yep. Like I feel like that, and I look back at that and go like I like I have zero desire to play part two. None. Yeah, me too. Whatsoever. Yeah. I don't want that in my life, um, because I just I don't. There is a certain bleakness of those games, and that is the that's that's what they're going for. They're going for the yeah. road. They're going yep. for Walking Dead, like that. And I get it, like, it, they, and they nail it. They nail it 100%. I don't need that in my life anymore. That's I don't think. Valid. I just don't. That's 100% valid. I, I am not playing the second one because of the whole dog thing. Like, fuck you. What's the dog thing? Oh, you have to uh, attack and kill dogs. Oh, cool. And there will be whimpering and crying and their Ew, owners. what? Yeah, their owners will get upset. Anthony, games are art now. You know that, yeah. right? Yeah, so, I mean, this is... There is there, there are multiple games where I'm totally comfortable killing dogs. Hear me out. Resident Evil springs ro- to mind. When, 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 when the robot dogs come after BJ Blazkowicz... Oh, sure. In, ...in New Order, and they're like, who is the good boy, BJ? Well, those, those are Nazi dogs. Those are Nazi dogs. Or in Ninja Gaiden on Xbox... Those are fucking ninja dogs. Yep. Those ninja dogs know what they're doing. Yeah. They made their choice. Uh, <laughs> they whimper? That's fucked up, man. Yeah. Now, I I haven't seen it. This is all based on uh, a, a, a bit of text that was not put out by Naughty Dog. Was it um, GameStop ad copy or something? Yeah, it was. It, yeah, and it was, it was put out <sighs> by people who were like, this is messed up, and you should probably know about it before you buy this game. Summer so. games at GameStop. Recharge <laughs> with some game fuel and kill a dog. And let's kill just, a let's dog. Too. Yeah, I just want to play fucking Blue Sky Dreamcast games now. I don't need that shit in my right? life. Right? Like I'm not. Like I'm not. I'm just not. Like they're Ew. okay. I have a theory. When you see, because you'll when you see animals get like dogs get killed in movies, it always looks ridiculously fake. Yes. And like humans looks really really real. Animals looks fake. Why? Because that really bothers us. You can take, you can, you know, cut people's heads off and cut the skin them alive. We don't care. You hurt one puppy, we will hunt you down. It's the entire impetus of John Wick. It is. It is. <laughs> they make a whole movie right. about it. Right? <laughs> they made three so movies about people. it. Three movies. 
So, wow. uh, yeah. So I'm not, I'm not down with hurting. Do you guys, do you guys remember the film Young Einstein? You guys remember yes. that? Yes, Yahoo late Serious. 80s, Yahoo Serious. Oh, my God. Uh, I, uh, at the ripe old age of six, started screaming and demanded my father take me out of the theater. Does a dog uh, die? No, there is a scene where it's intimated that somebody is putting kittens into a pie. Oh, my God. That's and fucked up. Yahoo, Yahoo Serious, like, rescues them. Okay. But the implication that somebody was putting kittens into a pie upset me so much that I was like, I gotta go. Dad, let's see Predator again. On the <laughs> right? On the- <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. Like, I'm fine with that. They skin yeah. a guy in that movie. It rules. They skin a guy. <laughs> I'm fine with, like, Schwarzenegger looking at Billy and be like, Billy, get me out of this hole. And then he, like, cuts his chest open. I could deal with that at six. The notion of cooking kittens is... Nope. Nope. Woo! Wow. Nope, nope, nope. I was not going to play Last of Us Part Two anyway. And yeah. now I'm... Can I, Can I like, go to a store? When the, when the lockdowns are all over, I'm going to go to a store in, like, 2021 and be like, I'm just here to let you guys know I'm not buying it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that. Yeah. Sir, this is an abandoned Best Buy. Please leave. <laughs> <laughs> This is where we're right. starting our new society. Um, okay, so. <laughs> the original Gears of War. Ooh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So when when Gears of War came out, it was interesting. Because yes. it felt and looked so fresh and so nothing else like it different and because halo halo is an amazing shooter but halo is this very beautiful sophisticated polished like mm-hmm. halo go- went to harvard <laughs> gears of war went to the local community college yes and yes. it drives a pickup right so it, it was a very uh, i don't mean this in the adult sense but it was a very dirty game i don't think any game in all of that decade and all of the aughts better reflected like the culture that surrounded us yep. post 9-11. Yes. Like, yes. No, there is no like better embodiment of post 9-11 America than Gears of War. And, and it's, you know, say what you want about uh, Mr. Blazinski since then. <laughs> that is a masterpiece. Like Gears is brilliant Mm -hmm. it might Mm -hmm. be you know a lightning in a bottle kind of moment and like you know the winds were right i don't know whatever but it is it is brilliant i don't think the the subsequent games they're fine (laughs) i don't think they have the thing that made that special it's so interesting because this is this is a very uh almost uh, it's it's similar to what i was saying about last of us but at the time I respect the shit out of Gears of War. Mm. I think it is a remarkable creation. And I really hated that first game. That's fair. Uh, and the reason I hated that first game was that I felt... Uh, I, I, it just wasn't done. Like, you get to, like, the train that is oh, the, the end Yeah, of the game. end, and it's like the guy is not, like, not even like a... Like, he's a boss, but it's like he's you beat him, and it's like, like we'll be Ge- back. Yeah, Gears of, Gears of War just stops. Like, it doesn't end. Like, it's just, 
<laughs> you oh, like it's like you like like insert new reel. It's like yeah, an old yeah. thirty-five millimeter movie. Now it's time for okay, insert disc. Yeah, insert disc uh, two of Gears of War, and you're like. And, and, and the funny thing is, is I my genuine feeling is I liked each game, and I'm including Judgment. Whoa, I liked wow. each okay. game up to Judgment more than the previous one. I mm. love Gears of War three. I love Judgment. I think those are awesome games, but I don't think that they're like in capital I important games. Uh, whereas the original is like, I'll never play Gears of War one again. Yeah. Ever. No. But like, I like I am happy to enshrine it. That multiplayer was fun. Multiplayer was great. The co-op with like the way that they design your yeah. choices in levels for co-op. Uh, yeah. The the weapon like the way that there's a weapon you call it orbital cannon and it recharges and there's a whole boss fight like just really inventive shit. There's mm-hmm. a pitch black level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that game, that gotta give it up, man. Yeah, I'm also, never gonna like, play it again. But like, also, we're so. I mean, I'll cop to being just a jaded asshole, and like, wow. it's a rare moment where I see a trailer for a game these days, and I'm like, wow, that blew me away. But the fucking Mad World trailer, oh my for god, Gears that was of War genius. was insane. Nothing, what? nothing like that existed. Well, it, basically kicked off the sad slow like cover song trailer well yeah and then uh uh, the exact same year when they i don't know if you guys remember this but the very first trailer for when they revealed assassin's creed had like a sad slow trip-hop song by uncle oh yeah lonely souls yeah oh my god bless your lonely souls that's like success (laughs) assassin's creed (laughs) <laughs> not an oh, uncle God. fan susan i love no uh, uncle science fiction that that album is fucking crucial but game like, number two yes <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to hear about your goddamn vinyl jesus <laughs> braid oh yeah braid i want to like braid i really want to like braid i hate braid Mm-hmm. Because Braid Braid is the guy who is constantly telling you how smart he is. Oh yes. Yeah. And how like it's just so pretentious and so but it's it but it's not even honest about being pretentious. Dude, then that's the biggest problem. <laughs> right. Like it's it's it it thinks <clears throat> it's accessible and it thinks it's you know, it, 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 you know, it, ugh, I just, it makes me angry and it I, pushes <laughs> me away. Like, I, I want to like it because it's a very, you know, well-crafted uh, puzzle game and it, it, it pushes me away with its self-importance. Susan, you know how you started by saying, I want to like Braid? Yeah. I want to shove Braid in a locker. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't, like, I don't, I don't, I don't think I hate anything on earth more than a bully, but I mm. want to, like, get a shirt with cut off sleeves and push the thing braid is, around. The thing is, again, don't want to be a bully. <laughs> Some people need to be bullied. <laughs> yeah. You know, man. and it, it, it's not like, it's not, it's, and it's not because, you know, it's, well, it's. 
the the thing is, is Braid is a bully. Yes. Braid is a bully. Like, like Susan, you were just saying it so well. The idea that Braid is like constantly just sort of being like, you know, what's really smart and good and proper. And I, have so you read is, Camus um, in the oh in the original yes. French? <laughs> yes. Oh my god. So, I. I'm sure that you, you'll you both be very surprised that I was very excited about Braid. Oh, boy. Oh, me I, too. And, like, I followed Jonathan Blow's whole developer diary on the road to it. And in 2006, he wrote an essay for Gama Sutra about developing Braid. And this was before they'd finalized on the graphical presentation. Like, they only had still mm. screens at that point. And the crux of the essay was about how Mario games are bad design because of the coins what and he's talking about like how his platformer is going to succeed where all super mario games fail because the coins are empty they just make noise they don't mean anything and every action and every mechanic and braid will be about meaningful gameplay that connects you to the world and the game for okay first of all <laughs> right. the noise is good it's a good noise. There is not a single thing in Braid that is about tactility or yeah. passion or pleasure. Mm. It is pure mechanic. And, like, it's why every single time... Like, I know lots of people who have studied academic game design mm -hmm. who are like, oh, Braid is brilliant, and these are all the things that it does brilliantly about teaching you. I, it is a sexy robot. That it's is masturbatory. It is, it is totally what it is. masturbatory. Ugh. That's a really good word for it's, it. It's... And the thing, like, okay, so again, I was, like, enamored with it, too, being a young 20-something kid trying to impress people. Um, and I do think that it was important for the medium, if only because it showed... Like big publishers, like like it was yeah, like yeah. the first big indie game yep. on consoles. Yep. Yeah. It broke that barrier wide open. It told people like, no, take a chance on small games. Like the you won't pay a lot of money to publish their games, but if it hits big, it'll hit big. Uh, when Soldier Boy goes on YouTube and goes, check this Bray guy out. Uh, yeah. he, look at how he jumps. Um, but man, it's it, talk about diminishing returns, especially the more you you learn of the creator. Mm. It's the same thing with like Jason. Like recently, Jason Rohr has been burning a lot of goodwill uh, over his entire career of building like twee quirky indie games with meaning. And, oh uh, no! What, by, what did oh, Jason he's Rohr like do? a COVID guy, like a COVID. Like, he, oh, it's no. just the flu. It's not a big deal. Like, what? So we're supposed to lock Newsflash, down everything? He's yeah. Always been a dick. Oh, yeah. Always. Oh, no. that is the, heartbreaking. It's one of those things where it's like Twitter. Uh, it, it's, it makes you realize things about people because people just put their thoughts on, like they fart their thoughts on there. Mine's like, what if, what if a hot dog is food? And then, uh, but other people are like, well, what if, uh, this, this coronavirus isn't a big deal? And you're like, whoa, you're an asshole. He, uh, he, 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 com he put it on par with AIDS. That's I mean, AIDS, but AIDS killed a lot of people. Yeah, he's like, well, like a lot of people <laughs> during during the AIDS epidemic. They didn't make it illegal to have unprotected sex, so I don't understand why it's now illegal to shape to shake well, someone's nobody hand. Gave, well, because nobody gave a shit about gay people, and they're uh, the ones dying. Bingo, exactly. Uh, so, uh, yeah, and it's the same thing with Jonathan Blow, where it's just like the more he talks, the more you're like, dude, 
Shut up, man. Okay, yeah. this is, uh, I don't like you anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Susan, these picks are hot to death. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, fun fact, Jason Rohr wrote a column for The Escapist back before he became famous, and I was his editor. Oh, I, I, that's how I know Jason Rohr. He helped me out with a lot of my early features when I was writing for you yeah. in the long, long ago. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, trust me, he's always been a dick. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Oddworld, Abe's Odyssey. Yeah! Uh, oh, full disclosure, I didn't play it back in the day. I okay, never, okay. I never, I never played Abe's Odyssey uh, on the PlayStation 1. Uh, I, I loved the look of it, and I rented mm-hmm. it once by Blockbuster. Um, I don't know if folks uh, had this experience a long time ago now. That game's load times were something else. Mm. Um, and I was just like, you know what? I no, uh, I'm out because it's just not uh, not what I need. And then they did an amazing HD remake of it in 2013, I want to say, for PS3 and like it's on everything now. Like you can play Oddworld Abe's Odyssey on everything under the sun in these glorious HD remakes. And what a great game! It's just so cool. Do you Dave? not like it? <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> it's got Prince of Persia controls. I don't like them. <laughs> it's not fun to play. That's honestly that's where I come down on it. I it was another one. I love the thought behind it yeah. so much because it's mm. so it's wildly creative and the art direction is amazing and the story. Is it's, it's classic sci-fi in that it's presenting a serious topic to you, but couching it in sci-fi, so it's a little more accessible and not quite so scary or preachy. And I love that. And God, it made you not want to play it at every step <laughs> because just actually getting Abe to do the things he needed to do was yeah. torture. It's the out of this world problem. It it's is. the it's the flashback problem. It's yep. the Prince of Persia. It's just that that rotoscoped animation which looks really cool. <laughs> but you never it never does what you want it to do. Y'all yeah. y'all don't like pressing a button and then ten minutes later it does it's something. That, <laughs> it's that That's it's not. that blackthorn gameplay. <laughs> you like got that tight blackthorn game. <laughs> it's it's this it's have either of you played the remake? I no. mean like it no. got it got to a point where like Man, especially when we were all still full-time journos, like, they were just doling out codes for that. Yeah, like, oh, what yeah. do you want it for your phone? You want it for uh, anything. They It doesn't control, like, a Prince of Persia game uh, mm. in the remake. Uh, they completely Oh, remodeled. so it's, it's a competent platformer now. It's a platformer, yeah. And, like, all of the emotes and shit... Because, like, didn't, like, on the original PlayStation version, didn't you have to be like, all right, now hold L2 and then Abe press speak, up, yeah. like, not yeah, Abe speak... All that shit is just like a, a wheel. Like you, you pull the trigger and like there's the emote wheel and you select it like it's a modern game. Nice. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I, I will say like you know th- there, there's so many things to play. So don't. Yeah, well. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like you know it's the kind of thing that like on Switch I think every now and again it shows up for like ninety nine cents. Oh, interesting. And, okay. And if you're like fucking, why not put a buck in in that? 
Uh, also, Strangers, uh, Strangers Wrath, uh, Odd World, Strangers Wrath. I played that. That game is tight. That game's it's, cool. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it just it's, it felt like a lot of weird for weird's sake. It that's another one that really comes together at the end, because mm. uh, like it ends up getting like really good story stuff. But mm. because it, what you spoiler warning for a seventeen-year-old game, everybody. <laughs> Uh, it, like, the game eventually goes to a place where, like, the all the, like, video game weird stuff, it's all a front. Like, he, his whole deal of, like, oh, I'm the badass cowboy, yeah. the ha- it's all, it's all a front. Like, mm. he's, uh, the last member of, like, a pack animal species that were hunted to extinction. Oh. And he, like, in order to survive as the last one. Right. He, like binds his legs and teaches himself to walk upright and oh like, my god now it's, it's real, just sad it's it's crazy it's such a good game uh, <laughs> susan picks that are hot to death i love this this is so much more fun than i was expecting it to be okay, you hear okay, me, okay, joe okay, clark okay. i thought your idea was bad no i'm not i know he didn't know fun okay and i this is a this is a I need understanding of this one. Ape Escape. Oh, oh okay. Okay. I just bought that on PS1. Um, <laughs> that game kicks ass. <laughs> that is a game that I love in principle. Uh, I love the style. I love everything about it. I played through it start to finish, caught every goddamn monkey in the post game back in ye old 1998 with my DualShock because I wanted a reason to have a dual shock. Mm. Uh, and I definitely got to the end of it and was like, that wasn't fun. <laughs> I'm okay. leaving. Okay. Cause here, okay, so here's why I bring this one up. Because everybody's always like, oh my god, Ava's giving so much fun! Ah! <laughs> and I... Okay, so first of all, I hate monkeys. Oh, interesting. Okay, so that, that that's like gotta be at least seventy percent of it. Exactly, right there. exactly. This is what I'm like. I'm like, okay, is it just that bias that is preventing me from understanding why people like this? Because seriously, you put a monkey in a game, and I'm like, I'm out. But they got little sirens in I, their head and their uh, <laughs> googly yes, eyes. The, mm, I just really don't like monkeys, and a monkey, a freaking chimp, just moved onto my Animal Crossing island, and I just can't. Anyway. But also, the game just didn't. I didn't. It wasn't fun. It's like not the tw- fun. It's it's it. It looks fun. It it should be and, fun because they got little the little lights the things, on their heads. The things, and, the things that are happening, guys, are like if I describe them, they're fun, right? Yeah. You got a little remote control car that you control with the analog stick. There's a hula hoop, and you rotate it, and you turn invisible. You can run up hills. Uh, you guys. <laughs> No, this I'm game isn't good. No. 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 Okay. Nope, Dave. That's a big no. no. Oh. Dave, no. go on a Garrison Keillor cruise, Dave. <laughs> Stop it. I'll go catch a monkey. Oh, my God. Keep it away yeah. from me. Okay, Dave's turn. <laughs> Ape okay. Escape raises more questions this. than it answers. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know, maybe I, like, because I, uh, one of my choices here... Uh, my son's been playing it. So, like, I, I bought a bunch of cheap-ass PlayStation games from GameStop. None of them came with cases. Because why would they? Why right? would they? Why, why would they? Why would they? Hey, uh, I bought Legend of Mana from GameStop. 
two years ago in one of these, like, here, take all our garbage sales. Yeah. Mint. Mint condition. Nice. It still had oh, really? a light sticker on the top. It was wow. great. I bought a copy of Art the Lad collection. And oh, no, they just no sent you a bun- bunch of discs. <sighs> I used to have that. It's like, Anyway. Anyway. Okay, so I got uh, Spyro the Dragon. Oh my god, I almost mentioned that one. Uh, Spyro, okay, the first one? Are we talking general? First one. I don't know what to say. I had never played it before last year. Oh, interesting. Your your first blush was that trilogy then, right? No, my first blush was uh, I had, back in the day when I used to be a a streamer, uh, I I had on the creator of Spyro the Dragon just before the trilogy came out, and I played the PS1 original uh, with him uh, for my first time. And... uh, I, that game plays really well still. Uh, I think it's cute. I it you know kind of bored me. Uh, <laughs> but like, if I recall correctly, it's because you got stuck and didn't know where to go. No, no, no. I I I, I got to the second world and like. Oh, all right, okay. Yeah, okay. like I I I I got what it was laying down. Um, I just you know it. <laughs> It's like that scene in Back to the Future 2. That's a game for baby. <laughs> so here, okay, so my first exposure to Spyro at all was Spyro 3. Okay. Okay. Which that's, a, I, that's, a, that's a game. I loved, I loved, 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 loved Spyro 3 back in the day. And then went to revisit it relatively recently. And it suffers from that unique kind of overstuffing yeah. of platformers of that time, like the Jack and Daxter overstuff. The rare, the, go, the, go the get, rareware. Go, uh, go collect like, nine different things. Exactly. Like, and now here's you're a, in, here's a, a cat lady that's your pal, and you got to switch to her for half the level. Right, and, exactly. And now, you know, you eat a turnip and you have this power, like that kind of stuff. So, uh, I, but that's, that was of the time. Yeah. Right. Like that was what a good game was. So so I probably approve of Spyro the Dragon. I always loved his design. I always thought he was super cute. Adorable. Adorable. And I will definitely I will say mechanically, given that you're on all (laughs) fours all the time, I thought they did an exceptional job of the control. When you go back and play that PlayStation one game, it is gorgeous. It's yeah. still gorgeous. Yeah. Watching him like run around on all fours, like it is gorgeous even yeah. now. Yeah, I, like to me, the first Spyro the Dragon is kind of like the platonic ideal PlayStation One game. Mm. In the same way that like, because I've been replaying Mega Man Legends, I recently replayed the first Metal Gear Solid, and it's just here you have this concise package that's like six to eight hours long, mm-hmm. and it gets in. It's got some cool ideas. It's a ton of fun. It's um, like Spyro, uh, for instance, is just like, uh, here's some really inventive levels. Uh, it feels really good to play. There's not a whole lot of extra stuff. You just, you got gems, you kill the enemies, you, mm. there are eggs to find, there are dragons to find. Like, that's it. Yeah. And you just, it's like eight hours and you're, you're done. And it's like, you just have a really fun time with it. And then, like you said, it just 
by the nature of just wanting to make the sequels bigger and bigger and bigger. They just yeah. become overstuffed. Um, so yeah. Speaking of overstuffed, oh boy, <laughs> there is one that I played. Uh, I just finished for the first time uh, last week. Final Fantasy VIII. <laughs> Never played it. Don't know. <laughs> I think Dave. I hate this game. <laughs> Dave, I, Dave, I think Dave I, I hate had a it. Long conversation right after he beat it. I why? Th- why do you hate it? Because I know a lot of people do. A lot of people hate. Yeah, people and like hate for the longest it. time, is it just I was, because it's not seven, or like what's? No, no. there are legitimate okay. reasons okay. to okay. hate this game. So, oh my God, where to begin? Okay, so. The way magic works in this game is that instead of having, like, magic inherent to your character or having, like, equipable magic that you get from, like, Materia or the Magicite or whatever, mm-hmm. um, you draw it from enemies. You So each enemy has, like, certain elements. So, like, a fire enemy will have, like, fire magic. And okay. you select the draw command and you can draw magic from them, which then gets absorbed into your character and you can cast later. Or... The real secret is that instead of casting magic... You're never supposed to to use it. You're never supposed to use magic. You want magic. You want a lot of magic, but you never use it. Because what you do In fact, the game wants you to never fight. Yeah. Shut shut up. Dave's talking. Okay, so... So, because you need the magic to junction it to your stats. So you have guardian forces, which are like summons. And you equip the summons, and they'll let you... Uh, equip magic to your different, like your attack slot, your vitality slot, your magic slot. And so when you equip magic there, it increases your uh, stats. So you could get, like, if you get a lot of a really powerful magic ability and equip it to your hit points, like suddenly you've got like 5,000 hit points when you normally would only have like 2,000. But like Anthony said, the game doesn't want you to fucking fight because enemies level up with you. So there's no reason to grind because the enemies just get more powerful right, right, while you play. Right, 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 right. Which means also, it, you're not really supposed it, to draw magic either. Yeah, you're not you're supposed, supposed to, to turn enemies magic. into cards and convert them into items, which you then convert into magic because it's faster. But the game never explicitly tells you that this is the best way to so, play the game. Right there, right there. Guess how much of what Dave just said, this counterintuitive nonsense is explained in the game, in the manual, or in the strategy guide. All of the things that you would have learned to play it when it released. None of it. It explains none of it. In fact, it tells you to do the opposite of those things when it deigns to tell you anything at all. <laughs> so, yeah. So, it's just this... It's also not so, a mistranslation. Like, it's so not like, it's, oh, bad localization. That, it's just not there. And so, so the game is just unfun to play, right? Sounds just like it. Top to bottom, I like engaging with combat is just a chore. Luckily, I have the Switch version, so I could just turn on the like superpower attack mode. The only thing that kills you is like if someone does a, an attack that does like ten thousand damage or whatever. Like you're basically invincible. The story is bad. <laughs> And I don't mean in, like, the Final Fantasy VII, like, (laughs) we localized this in two months, kind of bad. I mean, like, it's, like, character motivations are nonsensical. It's impossible Uh, to spoil this game. There's no way to spoil what happens in Final Fantasy VIII 
because it's so surreal and disconnected that you could be like, all right, well, there's a boy and a girl and they go to soldier high school and they fall in love. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And then when he goes to sleep, it's the past, but it's also the future. I'm done. And he's he's the guy with crazy hair and they're in a war and they don't know what that is. What's and then, and then there's, a, there, there's a sorceress <laughs> who wants to squash time and uh, for reasons that are not explained. The love story is so like it. I, I never once believed that there was any emotion between Squall and Renoa. Never no. once. No, they, they but, the, but they, the game was marketed as a love story. They they specifically set out to make a love story. And the two characters are so incompatible I I fin and the ending to that game I finished it and I still I I didn't believe the ending because I thought it like everything wrapped up so nicely I was like this game is lying to me Dave we we talked about it on Saturday don't you remember your precious high school experience when your your whole high school left its foundation and sailed out to sea and you got drunk with your principal that's you didn't do that can we move on please like, like everyone's dead <laughs> right like that's the anyway. Um, <laughs> it's it's a real Southland Tales. It's a real Southland Tales. Uh, but the thing I could I could understand what he was going for with Southland Tales. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this it's just oh, baffling. Anyway, okay. Uh, Sonic CD. Oh wow! I feel like uh, I, I so I was talking with Ryan, friend of the show. Um. Mm. Uh, Ryan uh, Classic on Twitter. I don't know. He changes his name a bunch. Anyway, uh, the the film guy that Anthony and I talked to. Anyway, um, he described it as feeling like a ROM hack. <laughs> and I kind of agree with him. Like, like, there are points where you're just like, why are there rings just stuck in the wall? Is my emulator fucking up? And then I, I played, like, a real version. I was like, no. They're just rings in the wall inexplicably. I don't know how to get them. They're just hover on top of the wall. The level design is... Anyway, I don't know. Have you guys played Sonic CD? Uh, Yes. Because I had a Sega CD and therefore I was desperate for things to play on it. Um, (laughs) That were of the FMV variety? I I played so many FMV games, dude. Oh my god. Uh, the, The one thing I will say for... Sonic CD, the sound was great. <laughs> there, there music is. kicks ass. I mean, that, yeah. that's kind of the general theme of the Sega right. CD is like the yeah. music kicks ass. Yeah. I mean, it was real good, but everything was so blurry. And it just, it just, it, the whole thing feels like they're doing their best. Like, it yeah. just feels like they're doing their best of yeah. the game. Sonic's- what is the point of going back and forth in time? Okay. Okay. So I, here, I don't. Here, here, here it is. I I don't think people realize this, but you know how people are always like, oh, the Sonic 3D games are bad because, you know, Sonic's supposed to be all about just going fast, and mm. that's what... No, <laughs> go back and play the Genesis games. All they ever do is stop you from doing okay. anything. Yes, but no. I, but, Sonic but 2 is like better designed. Sonic better. CD stops you constantly. Sonic CD, Sonic 2 is better. What was the last? Have you been playing it recently? Yes. Because it's better, but it's still not great, and neither is 3, and not as, neither is Sonic and Knuckles. 
here's what Sonic games are really good at. Looking fucking red and yeah. sounding fucking red. Yeah. And Sonic CD yeah. is the the last of the Sonic games that was made because like everybody always is like, Yuji Naka's the Sonic guy. He's the guy that programmed Sonic. He didn't create Sonic. Sonic CD is when they finished Sonic 1, the guy that created Sonic was like, I'm going to go do the CD one because that's oh, the one Oh, because like, Sonic 2 was a USA game, right? And then Yuji Naka went over to the, the USA team and they did that thing. And so the guy was like, hey, Sonic just looks fucking cool and sounds cool. I'm going to try and make it a real game. <laughs> <laughs> with like <laughs> goals and things that you have to do and it try so hard like you just said to like give you something to do and you're supposed to explore so when you go to the past in every level you have to go to the past and find a machine in the environment and jump on it and destroy it when you do that in all the levels and then get to the boss stage you're shunted into the future, and the future isn't robotified. Doing this is fucking impossible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, why are the alien stages there? Don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I am charmed by the existence as, of Sonic CD as much as everyone else, but, like, I hate to break it to the world, there's a single legitimately good Sonic game ever made, and it's called Sonic Mania. That's it. It's the only one that's a good game. Uh, Every what other about Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. What about Three D Blast? Fuck off! Thank you. What about what about, what about Sonic Adventure Two? <laughs> oh God! You know, the <laughs> rainbow. Okay. Um, last game. That. Yeah. Uh, Donkey Kong Country. I fucking love that game. Fuck you if you don't. High fives for life. Susan, high five. Anybody who says Donkey Kong Country is a bad game is stupid. The end. The well, end. Okay. <laughs> Thank I'm, you. What if I don't like it, though? Why don't, oh, you like it? Why don't you like it? I just don't... I don't like the way it feels. It's but got, do you think it, 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 it feels It feels mushy. This this is this is you're this not is a wrong. thing. You're yeah. not wrong. Is it like, bad or is it? Do you just not like it? That's the thing. I think yeah. I just don't like it. Yeah, it's okay. like Yoshi's Island. I don't think it's a bad game. I never want to hear Baby Mario cry ever. Okay, again. that's that's I can't argue. Uh, with that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I I try to play it. I'm like, man, this like I just want to just play Super Mario World and stuff. Okay, I, I will say, though, um, while I adore Donkey Kong Country, I don't think it has aged well. And it aged very quickly. Yeah. Like, it yeah. aged very quickly. Uh, the, like, I'm, the second and third games, I know that people really love Donkey Kong Country 2 and 3. I didn't play those for the first time until about five years ago. Oh, okay. They're demonstrably better games. Yes. I don't, I, but I don't like them. Like, I, agree. I, yeah. I, I think they're ugly and weird, and it's just like, here's an area with toxic barrels, and everything's fucking gross. And I, like, <laughs> I don't like, I think that's the thing. Like, it's like, it's, it's the mushy controls combined with the graphics, which were impressive at the time, but now just look kind of muddy 
They do look a little weird now. A little like I, like I, like, yeah, I, like a like a gross claymation. I cartoon. hate. I, that's part of it for me. I lo- like man that first underwater stage where you're on that weird mushy looking stingray. Or not stingray, like a swordfish that you yeah. ride. Yeah, his name's On Guard. Thank you. <laughs> it's a good name. <laughs> it's a good name. What about those stages where, like, you find a weird ostrich and then you have to fly around getting gold ostriches? That's all yeah. right. Love the ostrich uh, and like the that. rhino. Although the uh, rhino looks like like very like clay yeah, that's melting. Yeah, it's he looks absolutely he true. looks wrong. He looks like a Gumby character that got sent home. And like. <laughs> in- <laughs> to, to go back to what we were talking about earlier, you know, because Donkey Kong is on all fours, uh-huh. and he doesn't feel as good as Spyro does. No, he no. does not. He does not. I, no. But, like, I even... There's something about that weird momentum in Donkey Kong Country I really mm-hmm. like, where, like, you know, when you roll through an enemy, and all of a yeah. sudden you're going faster... But yeah. you almost feel out of control. There's yeah. just where you can like hmm. roll off of a ledge and then oh, jump. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and then you yeah. jump in midair. It makes no sense. Yeah. No, Rare has never made a game that controls well. Not one. Anybody who's like Rare is brilliant. Like Rare is good at making video games where you persistently feel drunk. <laughs> they did make Blastcore. <laughs> yeah, like, like Blastcore. Like, like Banjo-Kazooie, like, you constantly feel like those guys are about to fall over. Even Viva Pinata, like, I, Precision's not the name Stop. of the game. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. I will not hear a single word said against Viva Pinata. I'm celebrating it. I'm, I'm lauding its neon pleasures. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I think that everybody is justified to be like, I don't like this. I'm going home. <laughs> Dave, those are those picks are hot to death. Those those were <laughs> excellent choices, sir. Those are those picks are hot to death. Uh, yeah, I there there that was fun. That's that's good. Continue compendium. Thank yeah, you, that's good Joe. Stuff. Thank you, Joe, for recommending that. I really I, I enjoyed that. I'm not sure if we'll make it a regular segment or anything, but uh, hell yeah, hell yeah. Susan, hands of fate too. What the hell is that? Oh my god, I've been trying to figure out how to tell you about guys about this game that I've been playing. It's a deck-building board game adventure roguelike? You know how you said Astral Chain just looks like a bunch of video game shit all happen at once? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is yeah. there a game that's just a bunch of Susan shit happening all oh, at right? once? It sounds I know. like okay, a bunch so of Susan shit. <laughs> so here's the deal. So uh, you are, there's a bunch of levels that are named after the tarot, so you've got the fool, the empress, the, the moon, the star, blah, blah. Fine. And there is a story happening, and what you do in each level, each level has a particular uh, story element to it, a particular narrative, and certain conditions. One, for example, may, food may be very, very scarce. Another one may give you a specific kind of enemy that you'll be fighting the whole time. Okay. The board is la- it's cards that are laid out in a specific pattern. Sometimes it's a straight line. Sometimes it's just a big field of cards. And you kind of have to navigate your way through it. The cards are encounters. Each card is an event. Sometimes that event is you have to stop a pendulum on a target to succeed, or you have to roll dice and hit a certain number to succeed. And sometimes it's combat. 
you actually take the field and you are, you know, you're controlling your character and they have a sword or an axe or whatever, and you are killing the whatever is attacking you. And you have to make it to the end of the level and achieve the what whatever. And there's a gold token that you can win or a silver token that you can win, depending on whether or not you complete goals. At certain encounters have a little a little seal on them. If you complete a certain condition, that seal breaks and you unlock new cards and you add, you have the option to add those cards to your deck. When you go into a level, and here's where the deck building comes into play, you choose your companion, you choose the encounters. So some of the encounter, like in, in each level, some of the encounters are level specific and then you bring in the rest. You don't know what order you're going to see them in, but you've brought them with you. You choose your equipment. Same thing. It's just a matter of, is it going to show up in the shop? Is it going to be a reward for a battle? Who knows? You don't know. And then you get to bring supplies, extra food, extra money, armor, weapons, whatever. So the game is about, being successful in the game is Building your deck, your equipment, your encounters, your supplies to set you up for success as much as possible in the level. So if you have a level where you know you're going to need a lot of gold, like I have one right now, I have to bribe this guy 100 gold to complete the level. So there are certain pieces of armor that will give you extra gold after encounters or will double your gold or will whatever. And hopefully, I will find them before I get to this dude. If I don't, oh well. Sucks to be me. I gotta try again. Now, I'm down with all of that. (laughs) Except the combat, which takes up about half your time, is such complete shit. Yeah. Ooh, no, 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 no. Oh, it's this garbage. Is my, so this is my question, because I played the first one, and I was like, this is neat. Uh, combat sucks, though. Um, it's so bad, it's almost unplayable. That I was just going to say, that sounds like it renders everything interesting about it. There's a real... Um, I don't know if I'm remembering the name of this correct. Uh, Overlord vibe? Yeah. To this, do you guys remember? Mm, am I, I getting do, that right? Where it's like there's like goblins and you like command yeah. goblins, like it, it kind of looks like that with the same. There's like oh, that the art weird. Is also trash. The art is garbage. <laughs> it's such an ugly game. Yeah, it's very ugly. <laughs> it's there's very like, very the, ugly. I'm just um, trying to think of like a reference point to like the weird mix of sim and strategy and like a board gamey. I know, it's, thing it's, with it's, with brawling well, combat, but like the combat in, I think it's Overlord was really good. Yeah, I'm, that, I'm no, getting, Overlord is good. This am I getting the name trash. right? Am yes, I getting you are. The name? Yes. Okay, all right. Yes. Yeah, like the yes. combat in that made all of the other like strategy stuff kind of neat, and, but the combat was the hook. And right. it sounds like you're doing most. Like it sounds like, like I'm just looking at screens of it, and it seems it's, like this is mostly combat. It's. So uh, as you make your way through the board, the, the way you resolve each card that you land on is either combat, 
or uh, they call it a gambit, you, you, where you're the, rolling dice or choosing cards or, or what have you. And oh, by the way, gambits can often lead to combat. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. So here, so if you, if you uh, venture to play this game, and there is a lot to like in it. There really is. After uh, one of the times you die, which will happen pretty quickly because the combat is such trash, you're gonna, it's going to offer to switch you to apprentice mode. And you're going to say, no, 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 I don't need that because the combat is not sophisticated. Right. It's, you know, one button it's, to dodge, yeah. one button to block, you're playing one Final button Fight. to hit. That's it, right? You're like, no, 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 this is, this is easy. I could do, no, no, no. Save yourself the torment. Just put it on Apprentice. You will be much, you do more damage. It automatically counters for you. You'll be happier. The combat is trash. It will ruin the game for you. Put it on Apprentice. Go enjoy the deck building and, and the roguelike nature of it. I, like, can you play this co-op? I nope. feel like if you were doing this with another human being, it would be a lot more fun. No, because because it's, you know, then who rolls the dice, right? Yeah, right then who right. chooses, like, no, it's... Who carries the chalice? Who carries uh, the chalice? Who yes. carries the chalice? <laughs> yeah, so uh, I picked it up on sale. I got it for 12 bucks. I have certainly gotten 12 bucks worth of enjoyment out of it. Because yeah. the, the, you have four companions that you will eventually meet. Each one of them has their own story, which is a sequence of encounters that you have to uh, complete with them successfully. And some of them are very, very challenging. And, and, and that's interesting. The progression in the game is really interesting. I, I love the concept, too, where it's just like there's this like mysterious masked dealer who's yeah. like playing this game of chance against you uh, that part's really cool but yeah like I, I remember it was like on games with was it games? no it was I think it was on game pass like the first one and I was just like oh this is neat I want to check this out and yeah so if you succeed in a gambit does yeah. somebody give you a sweater with April O'Neil on it no um, no that's oh, that's the DLC that's the DLC. Yes, that's that's in the DLC. So, yeah, I've been splitting my time uh, between that game and Animal Crossing. And I wanted to tell you guys about something that happened to me. Oh, no. Okay. Does this involve the monkey that moved in? It does not. I'm letting the monkey stay for the time being because I actually like their personality. But fucking hate monkeys. Okay, so I've been playing uh, Animal Crossing since the very first one on the GameCube, and as a as a result, I played in a very old-school way. Mm-hmm. I don't go on Reddit or Discord to be like... You don't game you know, it. I don't game it. I don't go on Nook... Do you guys know about Nookazon? I know all about it. And I, okay. I, Nooka what? Nookazon, like Amazon. What? Okay, yeah, let's say you want a particular villager or piece of furniture. Oh, I hate this or, already. Right? Exactly. You can go buy it on Nookazon. Like with, uh, human, like with human dollars? No, 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 no. No, oh, okay. No. It's, it's, it, a tra- it's like it's a, it's a barter system. Yeah. I, I just want to say uh, uh, people who choose to enjoy the social paradigms that have emerged around Animal Crossing New Horizons... You do you. Yep. I celebrate your your fun. 
and the pleasure that you've discovered, I find your lifestyle nauseating. Uh, yeah, well, right? I mean, that's no, the... No, no, no. I'm the, with you. The problem with this, like, I mean, Animal Crossing has always been, like, a cute Skinner box. Right. And you could either play it on its own terms and just kind of enjoy it for that, or you can become the Skinner box. <laughs> And like, and now that like you know, because of Twitter, we get to see it yeah. in in real time. Like people Gross. just losing their fucking minds. Yeah. Okay. So. God. So on. I so I have a, a a a friend on Facebook. Now it's a national international museum day was Monday I think, and so she posts. That in celebration of International Museum Day, she finished her in-game museum. Mm-hmm. Now, if you play the game, you know that is not possible to do in the amount of time that the game has been out. Mm-hmm. Because there are bugs and fish that won't show up until winter. And the guy who sells art for the art wing hasn't been around enough yet. So she gets into a conference, and someone challenges her in her thread about it, like, oh, I guess you time travel. And Have we she, covered that on the show? Do people listening know what you're talking about? Okay, so time traveling. So what, you used to be punished in game for this. Yes. You no longer are. Which Mr. Rossetti would give you a, a tongue lashing. Mr. Rossetti would give you a tongue lashing. Uh, I think it, I, I, I dislike that it is no longer a punishment because I think it flies in the face of the way you're supposed to play the game, but they'll reset the clock on their switch. So if you know that Sahara, the camel who sells carpet is going to show up in a week, you just reset the clock to next week. Poof. Sahara's there. Okay. So she says, so in her explanation of how she managed to complete her museum, she mentions that she bought a whole bunch of stuff on Nookazon because she charges a hundred thousand nook miles for people to visit her island. And I read this and it it sat in my brain for two days, and I'm like, okay, I got I, I'm gonna regret the answer to this, but I need to know. I need to understand. I'm like, why would someone spend a hundred thousand nook miles to come to your island? And she explains to me, oh, to catalog furniture, she says, as though that's an explanation. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. I don't, I don't get it, but okay. So and then that's she when sh- you discovered what cataloging furniture was? Yes. Do yeah. you guys know about this? I know is about it, like, Is it to like, catalog it so it's in your no- yeah, catalog you so yes. you can buy Somebody it? Somebody puts let me, let me, their me, shit me, on the ground. Let yeah. me, okay. So she invites me. She's like, oh, and she she posts a picture of all the furniture that you can get, like probably out of the strategy guide or something like that. And I see the diner furniture in Aquamarine. I'm like, oh, my God, that's so cool looking. I want to get that. So she messages me later. And that's for me. That's the end of it. She's like, oh, did you want to you know, I'm not going to charge you. Obviously, you can come over and and get that furniture. I'm like, I don't know. Prices. It's free. So she's like, that's what a drug dealer says. Right. And she says. She's like, and you can catalog it. I'm like, I don't know what that means. Okay, friends, here's what that means. She has acquired every single piece of themed furniture in the game. Now, not every every piece, but like there's the antique line, there's the imperial line, there's the diner line, cute, so forth. 
And she has acquired every single piece from all those lines in every color. So what happens is you go to, when you, when you pick up uh, an item, it goes into your catalog in resident services. All you got to do is hold it and that's it. Now you can, if you ever want to buy it again you, or get it again, you can just go order it. So what you do and what she charges people 100,000 nook miles for you go to her island. She has them all very carefully laid out and labeled. You go, you pick them all up, and then you put them right back down. And you just go from location to location to location. And you just pick up every single piece of furniture. And now you have access to every single piece of furniture in the game. And now you can just go buy it at your leisure. You don't Capitalism to- makes monsters of us all. Oh, I can't. I, it makes uh, monsters. Yeah, dude. I so I saw. I can't remember who said it now. And, uh, I said, God, now I can't remember who said it on Twitter. But they're like, I have two hundred million bells in Animal Crossing New Horizon, and now the game feels pointless. Well, welcome. And I, you're, and I said, you're Jeff now Bezos. You, know what you be- did it. Now, yeah, I was like, now you know what a real billionaire feels like. Now he's like, yeah. Now it just feels like none of this is, makes. Like, now I just got to play to make more money. And I, so, man, I uh, I have not played Animal Crossing New Horizons in a month. Uh, yeah, last last date I played, according to my log, is April twenty first. I am not going back. Really, I am not. And the reason is is uh, I think it is a brilliant game. It's very well made. Again, I celebrate uh, all the people who are enjoying it and discovering these, like Gary Witta's talk show. Yep. And mm-hmm. uh, I think it's amazing the way that people are manipulating it. It is not what I come to Animal Crossing for in any way, shape, or form. I want nothing to do with this platform for manipulating your own little fantasy land of acquisition uh and like susan like you're you're like playing it like animal crossing i saw you say the other day you're like i'm amazed at what people do with their spaces and you're like i just like i'm trying to plant flowers like the people who are terraforming it into hell and back look cool man i'm glad you like that game I liked Animal Crossing when it was a weird little portal into a place that barely made sense to me and that I got to visit, not that I got yeah. to define. Yeah. Uh, I find the the constant gaming of it, the meta game of people going for turnips and yeah. uh, cataloging, I find it so fucking creepy and gross. Agreed. Uh, and I Agreed. just don't want anything to do with it. <laughs> okay, no, and, and, and I get that. Like I, after I tweeted that, I'm like, okay, well, let me, let me do my version of what I see people doing. Cause I see people with like these, the, there is not a square patch of grass on their islands because yeah, they have constructions. Right. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. I'm not interested in that. And one of the things is in order to get, to a five-star island is you have to decorate it, decorate it, decorate it, decorate it. I'm like, you know what? I guess I'm never going to have a five-star island then because I don't want to just cram stuff here for the sake of having 
stuff. Like I've done some things that I think are really cute. Like I have this really beautiful bathtub. It's a cedar or a cypress bathtub, this gorgeous square bathtub. So what I did is I took it outside and I terraformed the cliff face out and in front of it. So it's like a little tunnel you have to go into. And then you're in this private space with your bath and rose petals. There are, there are uh, cherry blossom petals on the ground leading into the little tunnel. And then there are these two paper lanterns and the bath. And it's just like, you know, like that's this little private space. If you had this nice little hot tub on the island, yeah. isn't that fun? Like that's as much as I do. Yeah. I just want to grow my hybrid flowers. Now you can charge $5,000 a pop yeah, I charge to come people, visit it. Charge people those to your miles. To your... N- no. I, to your prairie home companion crew. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I, did, I don't think we've talked about this on the show, uh, but around the time that I quit playing Animal Crossing and started playing Final Fantasy VII Remake, I also started... Re- Go! I, I fired it up alongside New Horizons. I went back to my New Leaf town. Oh! Still, still there. Some folks had moved away. Sure. Your house had, is full of cockroaches. Had to clear some cockroaches, cleared some weeds with Leaf. Uh, that is a better game. It mm. is a better game. Wait, 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 wait. It's not a better game. It's a different game. It was a better time. Yes. Because what is turning you off from New Horizon isn't the game. It's the way people are playing it. Uh, yeah. And the way, well, the way it is structured for you to engage it. Like, it really, something that felt so precious to me about especially New Leaf. Like mm-hmm. in Wide World and City Folk and all, everything before it. But that New Leaf really tapped into. And it's the thing that, like, has always intrigued me about video games in total is that video games are a dialogue. They can't exist mm. unless they are a dialogue. You put something into it, it responds to you, and you move back and forth between you and something people have created together. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. fascinates me. And Animal Crossing always felt like such a profound dialogue because it was so unpredictable. Mm-hmm. It was so mm-hmm. strange. And part of the pleasure was like, yes, you can influence this space, but you cannot control it. Mm-hmm. New Horizons is all controlling it. The end mm. game is controlling it. The whole point is for you to define and terraform and influence yeah. and change. Yeah. And I want nothing to do with it. I, yeah. I, okay. I, I and like cool. the like the problem is, is I've tried to play it the way you play an old Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. I've tried. And the problem is, is it just stops. Nothing nothing changes. Nothing moves forward if you just try to, like, exist. Like, the opening up of new things. Like, I decided, like, I was like, I don't want to, like, do more terraforming projects. I don't right. want to, like, do any of this. And, like, K.K. Slider won't come, kids. Mm. He won't arrive. You won't get anything else. You won't get You won't more even people. get, like, new villagers. Like, you, you have won't. to put their houses down. You have to yeah, put their houses sure. down. And I liked turning... I turned on New Leaf after five years. 
they were like, you haven't been here in five years. <laughs> and I was like, I know. What are Amiibo? This is crazy. And uh, like there were people in that town that I'd never seen before. But they were using the slang that I taught the other weirdos that left. That's, That's funny. awesome. Yeah, that That's is cool great. as hell. I couldn't have predicted that. I couldn't have planned that. I can go turn on New Horizons right now and it's be like, you've been away for a month. You have received this many nuke miles for signing back in after a month. Mm. Here's the interest rate on your yeah. savings account. No, thank you. No, <laughs> no, no, Kiku. Uh, yeah, yeah. Did you go? Did you go to that that lady's island, Susan? Did you go I did because I was fascinated. Yeah. And it's here's the thing: it the way she has crafted her island to serve this this lone purpose is masterful. Mm. It's in what she has created is incredible. Mm. It's not why I play the game. Sure. But. She has done, like, I, I wish I could explain to you how the intricacy of the paths she's created and the way she has set up all these different locations. It's really, really impressive. The, the planning, the patience, uh, astounding to me. I just want to grow hybrid flowers. It sounds like she made Animal Crossing Westworld to me. <laughs> kind of. Like me, I'm just like, I want I want Celeste to come back because I like her. Like, that's how I play Animal Crossing. Yep. So. What, what if, like, like, not to get too, you know, pot smoky here, but, like, what if it's, like, a symptom of, the like, individuals can't control the circumstances, increasingly can't control circumstances in their own lives, so they're seeking that out here where they can. They can, I, they can do everything that they want. They have absolute control. I don't think that there's any question about, like, that being something that people have responded to so powerfully. Oh, for sure. At this point. Like, I mean, that's, that's clear. Um... Yeah, I don't know, man. I, but I yeah, know. again, that's like that's that's not why I come to games. Uh, yeah, if I if I was reviewing that game, and somebody was like, "You have to put a score on it," I would be like, uh, ten out of ten. It's uh, they did yeah. it. Yeah, it's amazing at being a video game. It also makes me experience existential ennui, like in a fucking Percy Bysshe Shelley poem. Like, so, uh, <laughs> I mean, Nintendo I did it. Ducky. Then. I got a ducky uh, named yeah. Ketchup who moved into my village. I, was, I, 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 I like I, her a lot. I liked it when Susan like sent me fucking bee heads in the mail, and like that was <laughs> rad. But like I like I realized that like I like I was like all right, well I made my sadness bench up on a cliff and uh, got some fossils, and then I was like, this game isn't going to progress unless I unless I right. unless I start doing its bullshit. Yeah. Uh, and I, no, no, <laughs> no, Animal Crossing. Uh, <laughs> man, you know whose bullshit we will do. You know whose bullshit we will do is yours, listen. <laughs> I mean, we did on this yeah, episode. Yeah, we did. That's true, actually. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's, I actually, I, so before we get to the thank yous, I want to, I want to make it abundantly clear that that is precisely how open we are. 
to feedback, everybody. You come at us with some cool ideas. We will we will incorporate it into the show. We're game. Because this is the kind of show where we talk about video games for two hours straight. It's also the kind of show where we fucking watch Street Fighter just because we feel like it. That's true. Uh, so, Dave, who caused this to happen? Yes, our uh, special sh- thank you to our Patreon backers at patreon.com slash continue podcast. Uh, if you back us at the $5 level... Uh, you get access to our Discord, um, as well as special uh, exclusive podcast content, intros and outros, that sort of thing. And at the $10 level, I give you a special shout on the show. So here we go. Special shout-outs to Ryan Brady, Nick Rugen, Pete, Yaddle, Gluttony1 of 7, Ryan Mance, Olmack, Adam Gauntlet, Double Taco, Adam Condra, Matthew Peters, Michael Coffey, Eric Van Quill, The Fancy Manatee, Denton Brock, Elio Dare, Stormshot, Frank Sands, Kalen Houston, Tyler Nilsson, Shane Nilsson, Jacob Christos, Chris Cook, Skip Dippity, Tim Chesson, Daniel Squire, and Tom. Thank you. Thank you all. Anthony went to go pee. I looked up and he's gone now. Oh, well, that's pretty much <laughs> par for the course with so, Anthony. So, uh, I, I guess... Um, so what he talks where where can we where can we find you Susan on the internet? <laughs> you can you can find me on Twitter at Susan Arndt and I have a new project that's launching soon and I can't Ooh. wait to tell you all about it but it's secret for right now. Yes. It sounds very exciting. Yes. Yes, these guys know what it is. So. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at David Robots. Uh, I'm also streaming on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash continue podcast. I've been playing. We just finished Mega Man Legends together. Woo! And now uh, we're going to start. Well, I started yesterday on The Misadventures of Tron Bon. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, the nice thing about the PlayStation Network is that the game only costs $8 there. The disc is like 150. <gasps> That's oh, my God. If you, that's if you're lucky. It's like 200 yeah, most so, of the time. Uh, Good Lord. Uh, Sony, you should put more PlayStation games on PS4. PS5. Just do it. Come on. I could play them on my phone. It's fine. You can put them on a PlayStation 4. Anyway, uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at uh, ContinuePod. Anthony, where can they find you on, on the internet? I'm the on the internet at... Uh, at a John Agnello on Twitter, where I will occasionally tell you about what happens if you Google image search turtles in time. <laughs> uh, and if you enjoy this podcast, everybody, uh, I encourage you to go listen to uh, Video Game Grooves, which is my podcast about video game music. That's yeah. it. We're done. That's we it. The, that's, yeah. that's the show. Yeah. We'll see you in two weeks, everybody. Go. It's like the end of... <laughs> go, home. Go, home. go home. Go home. The show's... The what are show's you doing? Why are you still here? Go home.